Hey, thank you to Helix for sponsoring this podcast. Adam has had his Helix mattress for almost a year now, and he's loving it. It's it's actually hard to get him up. In fact, he won't stop talking about it. You'll understand what we mean when he goes into detail. Thank you for the detail, Adam, later on the episode. But for now, we want to tell our listeners about a special deal going on. Our Sleepy Time Pal Helix is offering up to 30% off all mattress orders and... As if that's not enough, two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash Paula. That's helixsleep.com slash Paula. This is their best offer yet, and I'll bet it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. Nice. Coming to you live from the Ray Horseman studio in North Hollywood, California, it's Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone, your comedy field guide to life. On today's show, the Al Gore of podcasting, Jesse Thorne. He founded and owns Maximum Fun, and it's like having your boss over for dinner. We're nervous. And when the boss comes over for dinner, what's the first thing that happens? The toilet backs up. So we called in a plumber. Star Tomlinson is owner and CEO of The Drain Company. She can tell us how to pull hairballs and other unexpected guests out of your drain. I'm Adam Felber tasked with snaking the pipes of this show to keep it flowing. And now, please welcome the podcast host, whose flapper is never sealed, Paula Poundstone! Well, thank you very much. Welcome, Paula. Thanks, it's great to be here. It's great to have you. And a big welcome to tonight's house band clarinetist, Vincent Camulia. Exciting news for our show, Paula. Maximum Fun is now selling Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone t-shirts. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Uh, what are they made of? What what are they made of? I believe they're a hundred percent cotton. Oh, as opposed to the tripoly blend. Okay, the tripoly blend is, is what you say your Paula Poundstone at paulapoundstone.com t-shirts are made of. And not just a tripoly blend, a remarkably soft tripoly blend. Now, right out of the gate, you and I are arguing again because you, we have talked about this a lot. There is no such thing as a tripoly blend. You're talking about a tri blend, which is cotton and rayon and polyester. There's poly in it. No, no, no. There's no, there's no poly in the cotton. Yeah. Now, now, now. I, I have some. Poly I blend. have a couple of pieces of news on that score. Now, I don't want to make you look bad, but boy, your fans are giving me hell on Twitter over this because they keep insisting that there is a tri-poly blend. Of course, there is. Okay. They bought my shirts. Well, and look they, what they appear- experienced the remarkably soft quality of the, the tri-poly blend. I do not blend. dispute the remarkably soft quality yeah. of that T-shirt. It is. Um, People touch it and they remark. That's what I've noticed. And they remark upon its softness. Yes, yes. And, the, right. and its but the tripolishness. Tri- no, they don't, they don't in fact do that. And do you, you know, remember that Disney movie made in like the 60s, Tripollyanna? That was just, <laughs> you just saw Pollyanna three times. <laughs> no, no, it's no, Tripollyanna. No. Anyway, can I read you something? Because there, this there appeared were triplets on, and they you fell might out be of aware that there's this popular website called UrbanDictionary.com where people put street slang. Uh, they enter so it can enter even further into our cultural argot as it, as it happens. Um, Tripoly blend just yes. appeared on on uh, UrbanDictionary.com. Do you want to hear the definition? Yeah, it's also in the uh, Oxford English Dictionary. No, it isn't. Um, <laughs> yes. So listen is. to this: a tripoly blend, a fictitious fiber blend, often mentioned by Paula Poundstone during her podcast, <laughs> and is supposedly used to craft her fine line of T-shirts. Used in a sentence: These shirts are made from a remarkably soft tripoly blend. <laughs> No, note the use of the word fictitious in that. 
Yeah, I think that validates what I've been saying. Except that it says that it's fictitious. Fictitious. Yeah, which means yeah. it doesn't exist. No, that's a typo. No, I don't think so. That's a typo. Well, here's another thing that might be a typo because this has been driving me so crazy. I, yeah. I don't have hair, but I would have pulled it out by now over this. So I went and found another source that argues that the Paula Poundstone at PaulaPoundstone.com t-shirts are made of a tri-blend involving cotton. It's a tri-poly blend, yes. No, 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 tri-blend. <laughs> And yeah. do you know where I found that piece of information? Where? At PaulaPoundstone.com. <laughs> I yeah. want all listeners to go to that website right now because it says it says it's a tri-blend t-shirt. It does not say tri-poly. Yeah, that's a typo. No, it's uh, not. Yeah. No, I'll tell you why. Because the guy who does my website, you know, because I have somebody maintain it. Yeah. And the, he, yeah. Um, he charges by the letter. And uh, last month was okay. tight for me. I'm not making as much money as I as I need to. And okay. so, so I, he said, so we talked it over, and I said, just put for now polyblend. But it is, in fact, a tri-polyblend. He didn't put polyblend either. He said tri-blend, which yeah. is what it's called, because oh. it involves cotton. Yeah. And that is the truth, and oh, it is a fact, God. and you can't yeah. change it. No. Um, that's, you know what? I just have to tell you one thing, and it's not on this topic. Okay. Um, <laughs> this is a shock. <laughs> So the other day, uh-huh. I was trying to schedule something. Uh, my manager, Bonnie Burns, who's also one of the producers on this show, we were trying to schedule something. She's on her laptop right now. She, can't hear you. she thinks she multitasks. It's sad. No, She's she like a teenager. barely tasks. Yeah. yeah. Um, she negative tasks. She, um, okay, so the other day, she, so I'm on the phone with her, and we're trying right. to schedule. In fact, I think a time where I could appear on another Podcast. I can't remember which one it was. The story is I, I slowing our momentum. Scratch anybody, way. and yeah. they have a podcast. But okay. uh, so we're trying to schedule it, and I, I was all frustrated about my time because I just have no time for anything. Right. And so I said, "Well, I can't do it Tuesday mornings because I have a nine thirty appointment on the phone." And she goes, "I'm guessing therapy." <laughs> wow! And she wasn't kidding. That was. Like, I'm guessing therapy. Like, okay, that's not insulting enough. Yeah, no, it's not. I'm guessing therapy. Like, in fact, no. Well, that's. uh... I'm guessing I don't have time for therapy. This is the closest thing to therapy I can come. (laughs) This is the show. Yeah. Yeah. That, and sometimes what I do is I rub my tri poly blend t shirt on my cheek. What you think is a tri poly blend. And that's a comfort to me. Well, but we have new like... T-shirts coming out for this show, right? You brought it right back around to the <laughs> yeah, topic, which yeah. is, is absolutely stunning. But yeah, yes, you if you were to go to http colon slash slash maximumfunstore.com. And who maximum wouldn't? Fund, you would go there and you could find this T-shirt. Under the front, it says, nobody listens to Paula Poundstone. And on the back, there's a quotation. Do you remember the quotation? No. It's uh, it's uh, from the show. It says, never take your kid to an orthodontist who is putting on a deck or sending his kid to college. Oh, that's excellent advice. So it's a little piece of Paula Poundstone advice. On the back. On the which back. Which we ran by an orthodontist, and she refused to confirm or deny that. Yeah, I saw the look on her face. Yeah, you know, it's, a, yeah, it's an audio show, but I can tell you now that she's not here. Yeah, and she doesn't listen to us. Uh, no, she doesn't listen. Nobody <laughs> listens to us. Uh, I have proof of that. Uh, no, she definitely concurred on that. She just didn't want her brethren to hear her yeah, saying it out right. loud. Plus, she's definitely. hoping to put on a deck sometimes. Exactly. She now, didn't want to wreck it for the others. 
Now let me let me move to a to a, to another topic because uh, I know that the boss is coming for dinner tonight. Yeah. Do you have any oh. apprehension? Because I, I should be point so out, Jesse awkward. Thorne yeah. is the is the uh, the Godfather, uh, the CEO, the big cheese over the Maximum Fun Network. He's and that's where we're on. I've never understood it though. Like, is it a distributor? It's not a network because there is no. Ne- it's not. Well, it's, it's not, not a not network a, in the traditional sense. But no, yeah, we it's are. Not we a are net put in out any through, way. Well, it is. I mean, like, you don't post our podcast. That's something that I do. Yeah. And I do so through the Maximum Fun um, uh, oh, you website do? and stuff. You oh, do? Yeah, oh, oh, yeah. So that's how And you through there, it, it propagates to the various places where it ends up, like iTunes oh, and Stitcher and all oh, those Oh, I had no idea. No, you didn't. No, I had no idea. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is me. Here's what, a, here's what me busying myself with therapy all the time. How could I possibly? <laughs> yeah, I know. Every yeah. 9.30 every morning, 930 there you are. 9.30 every morning. Uh, well, so let me ask therapy. you, are you a little apprehensive? What might add to your apprehension is that uh, in addition to being, you know, a, a a podcast CEO, you know, like a mogul, um, he's also a fashion maven. He hosts a blog and a web video series about men's fashion called oh. Put This On. And um, Well, then he can uh, validate my claim, my correct claim, that my Paul Poundstone shirts are made from a remarkably soft tri-poly blend. There's another option there. That he might invalidate your claim. No, I don't think you so. You don't think so? No. Well, no. We'll, ask, we'll ask him his, impre- his impression but of the T-shirts because they're weird. quite handsome. It's like having the the boss. Yeah, there's some great the classic show. sitcoms where the boss comes to dinner, right? Yeah, yeah. I Love Lucy. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. It's very, it is a little bit awkward because I also know, wait, didn't he do, doesn't he have something to do with the John Hodgman podcast? He's on, I don't know if he's on every, but he's the like the bailiff on Judge John Hodgman. No, you're on every one of the uh Nobody listens to Paula Poundstones, aren't you? Yes, our listeners have pointed out in song that I am on yeah, every episode. That's one of the things that is notable about in fact, my it's podcast. The, it's basically that, the only thing they say about me yeah. when they're Whole generally singing song about you. About me, and then they go, Adam Felber's there. Yeah. Which is yeah, they, they really do that. quite a tribute. I remember. No, it's uh, really not. It's the opposite the, of a tribute. It's, it's the, insulting. I remember with the first George Bush, they made a little song about him, and then they'd go, and Dan Quayle is there. Yeah, that's exactly what that feels like for me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Okay. So he does. All right. So Jesse Thorne does the. First of all, he starred in the Thorn Birds, which was so. No, good. he didn't. <laughs> He is, he yeah, is he the did. host of the of the popular NPR show Bullseye as well. So he does oh work on terrestrial radio as well as podcast. So he has a lot of street cred. Yeah. But not here on Miranda. No, no. Miranda, uh, <laughs> Miranda Street, the site want... of Ray Horseman Studios, is its very own animal. Our, and there our... was an animal right outside tonight. There was a, uh, what is it? A possum. A possum just yeah. outside the studio tonight. And our producer, um, Tony Anita Hull, was getting out of her car and stepped in on the talk <laughs> Okay, yes, that's just, not related to the possum, but I'm sure Tony appreciates no, you bringing that up. On the... that it, no. All right. It's, I, not, could... it's in no way a judgment about the step E. It's, uh, no, it's, I'm just saying that it's a, it's a very nature And we have no way of knowing whether that was, area. That was dog poop. That could, have been, <laughs> that could have been possum poop, for all we know. The, the boys down in the lab haven't yeah. called yet. So. Or, or worse. Or, or yeah, worse. Yeah, you know worse. what I'm going to do? In honor of Tony, I'm going to make a balloon animal. Are you? Yeah. All right. And longtime listeners of our show will note that I've pointed out several times that Paula does not, in point of fact, know how to blow up balloon animals. I do know how to and blow up. And what she's blowing up right now is not a balloon that can be made into an animal. It's just it a is. spherical birthday balloon. That's not true. And she... And she doesn't seem to ever succeed at tying them either. I can tie it. Can I get to introducing our guest? Because the boss yeah. is actually already here for dinner. And you know what I oh, love about that is that... <laughs> Great. Great. 
Hold on. You're, is Wait, this a possum Tony? that you're no, making? I'm making a pile of dog waste. Well, well, that is the one balloon animal I feel like you're qualified to make. Tony, this is you're really gonna love this. Will this will be yours, Tony. Have this to remember. How could you ever tell in. anybody that I can't make a balloon animal? Look at that. Look at this. That's, there you go, Tony. That's a beautiful thing of beauty. Okay, now I think it's very appropriate that we we've been talking about this like the boss is coming to dinner because in yeah. fact. Um, Okay, and a, a timer's gone off. So, oh, I to let us was, know that it's time. I thought to, it was Tony's phone. No, it's no, it's the <laughs> right key. in front of the boss. No, it's the key I was making for the boss. It's burning. Oh no! <laughs> you know, this is so weird. Yeah. How many things have gone wrong tonight? And I know. It's the night it's, that the boss is coming. It is funny that that's what happens in those sitcoms, and indeed tonight has been an unmitigated disaster in yeah, so many ways. We've had a lot of problems. problems. Anyway, yeah. let me introduce him. All right, here we go. He hosts and produces the NPR show Bullseye and is the founder and owner of the Maximum Fun Podcast Network, which we are a proud member of. On Maximum Fun, he appears on Judge John Hodgman and Jordan Jesse Go, which is fantastic. He also runs Put This On, a blog and web video series devoted to men's fashion. Please welcome Jesse Thorne. Thank you, Adam. Thank you, Paul. Hey, Jesse, Welcome, thanks Jesse. so much for being here. A pleasure to be here. I won't hold the burnt casserole against you. No, it's really it's really a terrific tuna noodle casserole. Or that it. your child called me fat? Is that something that would happen in uh, Yes, yes, my oh, kid yeah. came out and said, yeah. why are you, daddy says you're fat. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. and that's Wait, why he's making a casserole. When did that happen? In the, in the sitcom that we're talking about. Oh, right? I oh, see. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. For a minute, I thought the Thornbirts, because, because, yeah, you're, <laughs> the nineteen seventy-seven television miniseries that you just alluded to. Yeah, your work in the Thornbirds is undisputed. And if she's you guys, got some Fibber McGee and Molly material to do later. <laughs> you know, brilliant never leaves us. You know, this is of course an audio show, and so the the listener can't see Jesse, but he is wearing the outfit that he. Uh, was in the Thornbirds with, and so it is. Um, it's a, he's he's got a lot of feathers, and I want to thank you for wearing your. Beak. He's not. It isn't. Hey, Paula. You know, every once in a while we get a new advertiser that I get super excited about, and I have to say, just because of the circumstances of my life right now, I'm really excited about our new advertiser, Quince of Quince.com, the clothing provider. Not to be mistaken for Quince from Midsummer Night's Dream. And let me just say this, and maybe it's not important to an advertisement, but when I was in the fourth grade, our class put on a production of A Midsummer Night's Dream. Okay. And I played I played Peter Quince. There. There's the connection. One of the mechanicals. That's a great connection. Also, yes, has nothing to do with this, which is that um, Quince is an online clothing store. And as you know, Paula, I've, uh, I've lost a little weight lately. Oh, right. 75 pounds. Yeah. So I literally have no clothes that are in my size until I just ordered some stuff at Quince. And I figured like, here's a chance for me to create a new look for myself. A whole new image. And how's it going? Not bad. I mean, the clothes are fantastic. I know that you ordered some too. What I got is I got yes. the Comfort Stretch Traveler five pocket pants. And I got oh. the, um, oh, it's so, and I got the 100% European linen shirt and it looks breezy and it fits beautifully. And these are like premium pieces of clothing that are selling for like, you know, $30 a piece or starting at $30 at quince.com. It's awesome. I look good. I ordered the brushed lounge jogger Ooh. and you know i put them on when i came back from new york i pulled them on and i i swear to you okay this is not scientific because i was tired already right 
but they were so soft <laughs> and, and so comfortable. That honestly, like right as I got them up to my waist, I I, I think my eyes closed. They're so co- it's a softness. It's a kind of softness that I don't think I've ever experienced in a garment. Honestly. You know, my uh, drawstring European linen trousers are a little bit like that, too. Like, so comfortable that I just want to hang out with myself. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they're European. Keep that in mind. Uh, oh, European. they are so European. And you can get those kind of, you can get washable silk tops. You can get uh, 14 karat gold jewelry and like all these accessories. When sells a lineup of timeless pieces that keep their customers looking effortlessly chic year after year. I'm not certain that I look chic, but certainly if I did, it's not going to take a lot of effort. I now look chic and I feel pretty great. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabric. It's all good as far as I can see. Is it my imagination or do they cut out the middleman? They cut out the middleman, Paula Poundstone. I love it when they cut out the middleman. That's the thing, they cut out the middleman. <laughs> That's fantastic. So be like me and Paula. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash nobody for free shipping on your order and a 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash nobody to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash nobody. Nobody. And honestly, I look fantastic. Paula, you won't be able to keep your hands off me. Oh, I can't wait. And don't (laughs) think that if you had to return something, don't think you're sending it to a middleman because they cut out the middleman. They cut out the middleman. That's quince.com slash nobody. And if you're going to do it anyway. Use our code. Hey, Paula, it's been almost a year now since I got my Helix mattress. And as you remember, there was some drama surrounding Helix mattresses. Because when Helix first sponsored us, Bonnie took the mattress and she's been loving it. But finally, I got my chance to get a Helix mattress and I sleep so well. I mean, the family bed is where we all gather. We watch movies in, in our room occasionally and everybody just piles on it and it it's comfy. And yet when one person hops on, the other half of the mattress doesn't fly up. I'm a fan. Well, you know, Adam, everybody is unique and everyone sleeps differently. That's why Helix has several different mattress models to choose from, each designed for specific sleep positions and feel preferences. Models with memory foam layers to provide optimal pressure relief if you sleep on your side. Models with a more responsive foam to cradle your body for essential support in stomach and back sleeping positions plus enhanced cooling features to keep you from overheating at night. And if your spine needs some extra TLC, they got you. Every Helix mattress has a hybrid design combining individually wrapped steel coils in the base with premium foam layers on top. It is the perfect combination of comfort and support. I agree with that last bit. I don't get all the technical stuff about the mattress, but it is soft and supportive. Helix offers 20 unique mattresses, the award-winning Lux, which I got, and ultra-premium Elite Collections, the Helix Plus, a mattress designed for big and tall sleepers, and the Helix Kids mattress designed for growing bodies and endorsed by child sleep experts, and my daughter now wants one. So, how will you know which Helix mattress works best for you and your body? You go to their website, take the Helix Sleep Quiz, and you find your perfect mattress match in under two minutes. You know, when you said you can't follow all the technical stuff, it's really not that technical. You know, uh, no matter what way you sleep, they have a mattress that will support and comfort you. How hard is that? Uh, You know, when you say it that way, it seems a lot simpler. I take it back. 
That's my boner. And your personalized mattress is shipped straight to your door, free of charge. And Helix knows there's no better way to test out a new mattress than by sleeping on it in your own home. That's why they offer a 100-night trial and a 10- to 15-year warranty to try out your new Helix mattress. Well, I like that there's a warranty, but they can pry that mattress from my cold, dead hands. I took the sleep quiz. I was matched with the Helix Midnight Lux. I got the Lux, and I love it. It is such an upgrade from my old mattress. You know, I think Bonnie got the Midnight Lux. She did. Too. Yeah. You're not here. <laughs> <laughs> Don't want to take Adam's word for it? Well, you got Bonnie's word. Helix has been awarded the number one mattress picked by GQ and Wired Magazine. It's even recommended by multiple leading chiropractors and doctors of sleep medicine as a go-to solution for improving your sleep. Your sleepy time pal Helix is offering up to 30% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. That's a lot, and it's already not that expensive a mattress. Go to helixsleep.com slash Paula. That's helixsleep.com slash Paula. This is their best offer yet. It's fantastic. It won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. Well, not right now. And if you're going to get it anyway, use our code. But, yes. um, so, Jesse, welcome. Uh, first question. Yeah. Do you think of yourself as our boss? Like, are you auditing us right Bus- now? Business partner? Business that's partner. Business partner. No. I couldn't be your. I couldn't be your boss. I think you are. I'm really bad at being people's boss. But you do oh, run this, this vast network uh, podcasting empire. I hired a guy named Bikram to do that. Oh, we love Bikram. Oh. Yeah, Bikram's great. Yeah. Bo- Bonnie Burns, our producer, spends so much time confusing Bikram. That it's, it's kind of like it's when she's not accusing Paula of needing yeah. pre-breakfast therapy. She's yeah. she's. she's Asking so he's Bikram like the, inscrutable is questions. Is Bikram like the guy just under you, Jesse, then? Yeah, I mean, so he's, he's, he's protect- managing director. He's, right, he's so running he, things. He so, is our boss. Yeah, like yeah. I think of I think of Max Fun. Like I started Max Fun because I had these shows and I wanted to eat. Right. Um, yeah. And uh, so I think of the other shows as being in a like a peer position. Like, oh, that's I'm, really nice yeah. of you. It's not true, but it's very nice of you. It's a very, it's a. You guys nice- are definitely better than me, but. Because, well. <laughs> No. You know what my manager Bonnie does when she calls Bikram and he's not available to come to the phone, she'll say, well, I assume he's in therapy now. <laughs> and I'm not sure that's the best way to suck up oh, to yeah. the boss. Not Seems to anybody. No, uh, no, it's just not a diplomatic no. thing to say. Uh, yeah. you, no. want to, you wouldn't be a person who does interpersonal relationship type professions like managing if you say things like that. Yeah. No, yeah. no, it would be strike against you. Yes, it would. Um, all right, so <laughs> if anybody ever did that. Now, um... So how does it work? We, uh, and by the way, as, because really I think of you as our boss and uh, never realized you were that fat, but I do think of you as our boss. <laughs> but so. For um, the at-home audience, they can't see me. So. No, no, Jesse's he's, not he's, a fat corpulently. No. He's a, he's a rail, which yeah. is an old expression. So, uh, wait, was I just going to, that's really not good for uh, being a person who talks on a show to have short-term memory loss. <laughs> no, but it boy. isn't. No, that's why you well, have me Well, here. let's introduce Jesse Thorne. No, we have. We have. 
He's here. Oh my gosh, am I having stress? It's stressful having the boss. Yeah, but over. you know he doesn't think. Uh, now, if Bikram were here, we'd yeah, we'd have a no. lot to answer for. He does. You know, we'd probably so have to hide Bonnie. Do you and Bikram have that kind of relationship where he's really the guy doing the heavy lifting, and you just stop by every now and then and give a wacky creative suggestion? Yes, that's like exactly. Really? <laughs> yeah, I just have, I, it's like it's like uh, the old guy on Mad Men where I just have my own office where no one's allowed to wear shoes <laughs> and all these bottles of single malt scotch that yeah. get lower every morning. Yeah. You know, exactly. I've never seen Mad Men, but uh, the you know, Thornbirds I love. No, no reason why you should and see Mad Men. Should we talk a... Lonesome Dove? Or... Uh, yeah, you know, you're you know, my wife, Jeannie way. Simpson, was on something like five or six episodes of Mad Men. Oh, I didn't know Just that. Just for that alone, I think you yeah. might no. tune into to one I don't know how to... Is it still on? No, no it's done. No, okay, well, then what's the point? Yeah, good point. You're going to have me flipping the dial looking. It's not even there. That's ridiculous. Did you have a question for Jesse about podcasts? I did. Um, so I just, because I do think of you as our boss, Jesse, I want, if there's stuff that you notice that could be better, mm-hmm. uh, don't spare Adam's feelings. That's okay. what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just tell us. How First doing? of all, you're going to need more people and creatures in this room. Okay. I think we have 75 now. We should go up to 125, right? In this room? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Looking around we here. Do, it's, it's a you little guys are doing a fantastic job. Yeah, I'm okay. not going to... It is a very small We're thrilled to have you. We love, we We're love delighted. being part of the family. We're so, so happy. You, but you participate regularly on John Hodgman's? Yeah, I created yeah. the show. Oh, you did? Yeah. Oh. So I mean, John, John is the primary creative force behind it. But, but if you think of these I as thought, your children, the then naturally you'll be, you'll be a little bit partial the to nice, John. The nice thing about Judge John Hodgman is... Uh, John is the judge. It's a fake judge show where John's the judge and I'm the bailiff. And so John has to do everything. Like I walk in, our producer Jennifer hands me a piece of paper to read. And then just every seven minutes I yell at someone. Right. uh, Just because I can. And I come out smelling like a rose because John you know, is so funny and wise. And, and that's exactly how Paula treats this podcast, except she doesn't read the piece of paper you have. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Paula, you know, Paula was on Paula was on my now NPR show when I was still in college at UC Santa Cruz. Really? That is a true Wait. story. This was I mean, we're looking at Nobody's more shocked than Paula Pound. Two thousand three, maybe, something like that? that. Maybe two thousand four. Maybe what I was just was out of college. It was called The Sound of Young America at the time. You were playing the Santa Cruz Civic Auditorium, I think. Uh, and nobody ever came to Santa Cruz that we wanted to have on the show. So if somebody came to Santa Cruz that we were excited about, you would be we'll on like, them. Oh, absolutely. Right. We actually we once booked Dustin Diamond from uh <laughs> Uh, Saved by the Bell. Oh, wow. Yeah. From Saved I by the Bell. I heard you say Dustin, and I was so excited. No. Because the, I thought you were going to say Dustin Hoffman. He was a, he's, turns out to be a genuinely horrible human being. <laughs> Dustin Diamond? He later stabbed someone. Oh. <laughs> uh, at the time, he was just telling street jokes about disabled people. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, so that was that That's was your rough. gateway crime right there. Yeah, exactly. And then, uh, but uh, Paul was coming to town. And I, I did a phone interview with Paul. We didn't meet in real life, but we did a phone interview. And by phone interview, I mean I, we had a 60-minute slot. And so I think you got one I question got it, in. Yeah, two, I think, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whoa. That's a pretty high batting She was right a, there. kind of a Mr. Smith goes to Washington situation. <laughs> yeah. filibustering. No, no, no doubt. She, you know, she was on Jimmy Pardo's uh, podcast, which is on another network, but right. it's called Never Not Oh, a good friend of mine, Jimmy Pardo. Fantastic podcast. Um, Paula was slotted for, what, a, a one-hour slot, right? 
I think 45 minutes. Yeah, 45 slot. minutes. I think I listened to it the other day. I'm almost through it now. I'm listening to it in real time. It's <laughs> it's the longest episode yeah. he's done. In, in, you know, you in might want to save it for a flight to Europe. I, I might want to save it to a flight to China. I mean, it's... <laughs> so so I, I feel well, your pain on that one. Yeah. But, you know, I believe Paula has produced uh, um, some data, right? Oh, I have. Because, you know, yeah, when the I boss have, comes Jesse. over, you want to show him, like, a PowerPoint presentation Absolutely. to let you know. Right. But, yeah, had... I'm going to need to know about measurables. Yeah, measurables. Well, so Paula has some our sort last of bullshit episode, measurable thing It's here. not bullshit in any way. Okay, all right. Um, I took my job very seriously here. On our last episode, we had a data journalist. A data journalist from the Los Angeles and, Times. And he also was, what's it called, Tony? What's the thing he could do? It was like he a uh, graphic. Uh, so he does like graphics for the LA He's Times. He's a data journalist who creates graphics for the LA Times, both yeah. the paper version and the website. That's, yeah. Infographics. Yeah. Infographics. Precisely. Right. I don't yes. mind it when he repeats it, but, you know, I had said just that. In- <laughs> He's okay, in, yes. He's in the data viz field. Yeah. Yes, thank you. See? Data visualization. Oh, my Lord. Yeah. That's, right, yes, he did. Okay. So, oh, so, wow. Now, I haven't seen this yet either, Jesse. Right, wow, so, this is going to play great on uh, I know. audio. Well, the, Paula excels at sight gags for radio. All right, wait. I just want to show you. I don't, I don't want the... Uh, You're rolling up your own yeah. infographic. I'm ro- I felt like when I and put this in the car today... For the at-home listener, just if for anybody who's not in this room with us, which I think there's four Americans left who aren't in this room with us. <laughs> this is, it's a very crowded studio. For anyone who's who's not in the room with us, Paula has whipped out her middle school science project. (laughs) That is not true at all. Don't listen to him. This is genuinely, Um, this is on paperboard and it is a yard wide. It's a bar graph. I've made a bar graph here. Uh, and, and I, I want to say that is, at least are, one of the bars exceeds the numbers that you've written on, that is exactly correct, on the y-axis. Because it's, it's off the charts. And it's um, real. Like, I think Paula understands that she could have just said she was bringing it out. Yes. Because no, it's, I'm not here but, to fool anyone. Okay. No, but you know, you're also when, not entertaining our when, listeners uh, with a no. visual presentation. Okay, but I'm going to explain it. So okay, I have okay. a bar graph. This on this side, the, what do they call that? Vertical. That's the y-axis. Um, the, yeah, the y-axis. Uh, <laughs> the, the, the vertical She's line. making fun of me for naming it. Is, I mean, it was kind of nerdy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Admittedly. <laughs> All right, so on the y-axis. Oh, stop um, it! Okay. I, these are audience members. These are listeners. Okay, these are listeners, and it goes one through fourteen. That's just as high as I went. Right. But um, is that supposed to represent a number of listeners? Or this by is the, the number or of listeners. I'm just asking, and I've sketched out our demographics. Each bar represents a demographic, and I'll tell you, the first one is the Felber family. Okay. Right. Uh, and they have uh, four. It's Jeannie, Adam, and then their two kids. So that yeah. So we're doing very well in that demographic, as uh, you can see. Honestly, Adam? If your two kids and wife listen to this show, you're way ahead of me. Yeah, they, you know what? Well, um, precisely. They have heard bits of this show. My, yeah. my, I, one time I said to, to my wife, do you ever listen to Jordan and Jesse go? And she said, Jesse, you live at my house. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I think, think yeah. I, that's how they're kind of feeling in my house. Well, Although, that's, a, I, by the way, just to back you up there, uh, here's the Poundstones, this demographic, the Poundstone family. It's not is a just, demographic. It's just really, one, one listener. More of a psychographic. <laughs> it's, it's just one listener, and that and that's me. Uh, yeah. yeah, so Got the other it. Poundstones won't let's, listen. Let's, let's, However, let's move quickly through this, shall we? All right. The, uh, it's a big chart. <laughs> I think you're going to appreciate it. The cat lovers. Adam is mad that Paula brought material. The cat lovers. <laughs> I, think it puts, I think it puts Adam in a bad light, but... Uh, I'm mad that you brought visual material. He's an the, improviser. The cat lovers are up to... To seven, the bar, the oh. bar goes up to. Se- so I'm doing very well with the cat lovers. That's uh-huh. great. Um, my former high school teachers, 
uh, three. Wow. This one here, the, uh, literally this bar goes off the charts. This is Thomas Coin Creditors. Oh. <laughs> oh. Are you familiar with the Thomas Coin situation? No. On our fourth podcast on your fine network, it, it shows that you're not a regular listener to us, but that's okay. I don't like podcasts. Don't care for I, them. I get yeah. you. I get you. I so, like, you. on one of our... Uh, let's pause on... Let's put a pin in that for a minute. Yeah. Well, on explain. One of our, sure. On our fourth episode, we were, we were going to have um, survival expert, survivalist, and trainer Thomas Coin to tell us how to survive bear attacks. And he never made it to the studio. Oh my we gosh! We assume that Miranda Street ate him. Okay, um, we he don't might know be what dead. He might him. not be. We're having our listeners. We've launched a nationwide search for him. So, so we're having people uh, write into our website or our Facebook and say where they haven't seen him. Okay, where they've looked. That's and, good. Uh, it's he's it, probably it's, in a debtor's prison, right? He could uh, be. It's very possible. Yeah. I can tell you that the people who he owes money to are our number one, they're really our strongest demographic. Demographic, yes. Uh, John Hodgman doesn't listen at all. No. Uh, How do you know that? Uh, right here. Oh, well, it's on your chart, <laughs> yes. It's right here on my chart. No, she has a research I, I, staff. Yeah, I see you that there, yeah. You I, don't seem to know how to interpret these results. No, I know how to interpret these results. I just yeah. question how the data was gathered. <laughs> it's magic marker. Oh, okay. Um, ne- never mind. All right, and then cats, we're up to 14. 14 cats listening. That's pretty good. Yeah. She has 14 cats in her house. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then Hungarians... You should spay and neuter the cats. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you won't have that problem. Yeah, eventually the problem goes away. We have one Hungarian listener. Oh, that's true. Nice. That we're very proud of. There's a at a university in Hungary who's using um, our podcast to, to teach his uh, his English class. Teaching oh. English as a second language. Yeah, isn't that we had, we had him on the podcast just a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Oh, that's great. The um, same so, way that Kavanaugh is listening to John Hodgman in order to develop his um, judging skills, judging skills exactly. Yeah, oh, I thought it was just assuming we were going to say humanity. So, so oh Paul, no, <laughs> showing that that fantastic. Uh, well, you know, I think that Tony, yeah. uh, who's still desperately trying to get the dog waste off her shoe, yeah, and this is a small studio, isn't it? Um, <laughs> I think that Tony is going. Tony, you're going to post a picture of that on our website, aren't you? Because right, a, a right. Lot but of- but, but does, is this leading to a question for Jesse Thorne? Is my question. Yeah. No, is, she's is just there- trying to hype the poop pic. <laughs> no, I'm trying to show him the people that we already have, and I'd like to know, like, how do we reach more people? You go on Jimmy Pardo's podcast. Well, I did do that. You're coming on my podcast. I'm you're coming on Jordan Jesse Go sometime soon. Uh, not I'm... Tuesday morning at 9.30. Okay. Because that's your therapy. Yeah, you got therapy. by therapy, but it is a time where I have an appointment on the phone. It happens to not be therapy. Sorry, not therapy. No, Doctor's not appointment. But, but I guess if, if there's a question here, it's like, it's, what else yeah, should we be doing, we, boss? Precisely. To bring think... our numbers up. I mean, Do you have the Glengarry leads? <laughs> <Door. laughs> <laughs> Do we, Do we, we want to get the snake knives. <laughs> Diet Cokes are for closers, Felber. <laughs> <laughs> I think door to door is your best option. Okay. Oh, that's a yeah. good idea. You mean just doing the show door to door? Yeah. Just yeah. going or to homes and table, knocking? That's quite a traveling table, show. Table to table in a Mexican restaurant? Oh, I like oh, that. Yeah. I like that. It's like that. mariachis, but even more annoying. Yeah. yeah. So people will be trying to talk to one another and order food, and I'll be going, <laughs> You'll be making a balloon animal out of a birthday balloon. I, yeah. I'm going to do the number four special. Is that, uh, is that what gonna, you're doing right now? Is that a number I'm four special? I'm making a number four special. I'm making a, a balloon sculpture of someone's burrito and taco and rice dish. Yes, if somebody put a bicycle pump in the middle of a burrito and rice dish and it was viscous enough, it might look something like that birthday balloon. <laughs> Every now and then he'll throw out a term like viscous. 
I just I just let it ride. <laughs> You're very tolerant. Congratulations, nerd. Wow. You're both on that page now. So, no, is there anything else that we should be doing? Oh, I hate nerds. <laughs> I know. I'm such a jock. Jesse Thorne hates nerds. <laughs> Oh, I'm so tough. You yeah, guys, I know. you guys should see the He's size of ripped. Him. Those, yeah, yeah that's, it's no wonder I, he does. I'm a real lunkhead. Go, Jesse. Go. <laughs> He's a muscle head, is what he is. Um, so, no, but in seriousness, what what do you do to grow a podcast that we're not doing? Or are we doing everything? You're doing a lot of things. I mean, I, the thing that I usually tell people is to find. Who do you tell this to? Affinity, just my dogs. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> But their podcast is underappreciated. Okay. Oh, all right. Um, no, but I, I think like the, the, the real answer to that question is, you know, the, the bar to entry on subscribing to a podcast is relatively high. You have to have a pretty big, good feeling about a show to subscribe to it and yeah. take it every week. And it's a, it feels like a lot to do that. And so I ask people usually to think about the affinity groups, who are the people who are passionate about the things that your show is about? Right. And how can you find them in numbers and build relationships in those spaces? Oh. That's great. That is that is well put. And yeah. let's move that then towards <clears throat> the subscribe button itself. Yeah, why yeah. does it what does that mean when because you know when I'm on stage, you know, I tell them about the podcast, but then I say, You're gonna come to this button that says subscribe, please don't panic. You're not gonna get a magazine on a regular basis, or you're not gonna get your MasterCard bill and go, What the hell is that? You're right, Paula. Like I think that hitting a subscribe button does we, feel. Is like there a any lot. way, uh, Ricardo, that we can isolate that phrase? You're right, Paula. <laughs> I'd like to just play that over and over again, like a soundboard. Uh, but you're saying I'm that there, 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 there is a there is a entrance price, like a psychic entrance price. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's a, it's a little bit like, um, you know, it's a little bit like when you're standing in front of. Uh, you know, a, a, ra a, a bunch of breakfast cereals in the grocery store, and it should be easy to pick one of the gross one of the breakfast cereals. Sure. But because there's six of them, you kind of get caught between them. Right. Um, it's that kind of cost. Like it literally costs you nothing to hit subscribe on a podcast. Right. But it feels like a lot. Yes, it feels like you're committing to something, but in fact, you're not. Yeah. Um, I don't find it hard to find breakfast cereals. You do you buy breakfast cereals a lot? Because well, I don't, but when I did, a, yeah. But nowadays it's much harder because Is there's it? been a um, a flavor explosion in the in yeah. The, so like you can't just this go is to industry get, lingo, but go ahead. Is Flavor Explosion? Because I felt yeah. like I just kind of coined that. But but it is. It, it's a thing in that, like, you might think you're just going to go buy some Rice Krispies, but if you hit the aisle and look for Rice Krispies now, there's 1,400 different flavors of Rice Krispies. The number one problem in my life right now is finding grape nuts. Right, just grape nuts? Grape nuts, which is a type of cereal that's based on sticks. Well, what you do is yeah, it, it is. It's, it's a stick-based cereal. cereal. It's like what you find in the yeah. bottom of a fish no. tank. No, here's, exactly. here's, here's how you get grape nuts. You you pick a male grape, no, oh, and, you oh. and you flip it over. Given yeah. the taste of that cereal, I'm not going to say you're wrong. Yeah. Um, I, I, don't, I would not have a hard time. I go and I look for the big, the big color-striped toucan. Really? Yeah. There might be alternate flavors of Fruit Loops there right now. There aren't. T Tony, Anita Hull, while we're continuing this conversation, would you please look up the Fruit Loop dilemma? Now, Jesse, I need to move quickly towards uh, an issue that we touched on earlier. The Fruit Loop say, dilemma, by the way, is my favorite late 70s Robert Redford thriller. It's so good. Yeah. Yeah, because right up until the moment he finds the toucan, you don't think it's going to work out right. <laughs> the Fruit um, Loop dilemma. So, um... Let's talk about the tri-poly blend and how oh, it doesn't yeah. exist. <laughs> Let's bring it back to what's important. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Let's focus in. Yeah. yeah I think you mean because... a, I think you mean a tri-blend, Paula. No, Jesse. <laughs> uh, 
So let's let's go over some let's you know, go over some of the key points. Paul. It's okay. not easy to speak first of all. Truth is this a power, so, is this a soft textile? Is it a what? Soft textile. I have no idea. Is, is, it your, is your shirt soft? It's a remarkably soft tripoly blend. Okay. Okay. What are you kidding? Okay. Have how you, many <laughs> how many fibers are in this uh, blend? Try. Okay, three. Yeah. Yeah, it's Latin or something for three. Yeah. Yeah. I, Adam would know. He's a nerd. Yeah. Oh, that no, Latin. That's Keith Swahili for three. So, so, so far, so good. Yeah. Makes a lot of sense. Three. Um, how many of them are polyester? Adam, I don't think I can help you with this. No, no, no. I, I, I think the fact, machine is two, broken. Fact, arguably, two of them are because isn't rayon a form of polyester that was uh, invented by like Dupont or something? No, rayon is actually made out. I actually know this. Oh, for, great! What is it? Uh, rayon is actually made out of plant material. It's actually made out of natural material. Oh, it is. Yeah, it's so uh, your tri-poly blend actually has a single poly. Exactly. Like one of the things you do to uh, tell if something is rayon is if you burn it, it smells like burning leaves. Oh, wow. Yeah. But then you were like, great, I'm not right. wearing animal products, right. but I've burnt the garment. And then yeah. you've ruined yeah. your shirt. I, I don't want to recommend point out that, that there are now three flavors of Fruit Loops out there. What are the three? There's original, there's Fruit Loops marshmallow cereal, and Kellogg's wild berry Fruit Loops cereal. Okay, but it still wouldn't be hard to find. You go to the original. And then it's not hard to Fruit find. Loops, oops, all toucan. <laughs> yes, oops, all toucan. <laughs> I love Fruit Loops. It's a reference to a, a proliferation of the Captain Crunch uh, empire. Yeah. Oh, I There's didn't... the Oops All Berries, Captain Crunch. Oh, uh, oh crunch I, didn't, berries. I, I don't do anything nautical. What, uh, <laughs> what proportion of standard Fruit Loops would you say is toucan? It's got to be like 90% wheat, right? Right, 90% wheat. Um, it, there's so much, there's so little real toucan in it these days. In yeah. the 50s, it was, it was a good 20%. Right. Yeah. There's no toucan in Fruit Loops. That's just the emblem. That's the... Mascot. That's I think just... they're made of. I think they're made of toucan. No, they're not made of toucan. Really no, that's sure. that's a common mistake. Look, I'm not. I'm, I'm so I'm glad no, you brought that up. I'm no nerd. I'm just a regular meathead jock. But I'm pretty sure they're made of toucan. <laughs> really so you know, wait a minute. You know, he answered so... that question while lifting. He's benching three. He's benching three ten right now. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I've been planking this entire show. Um, I'm yeah. just sitting here with my abacus. Yeah. 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 Um, geez, Adam's just looking up words. Um, <laughs> I was going to ask you something important, Jesse. So, all right. So, which show's been on longer? Go, Jesse, go, or? Uh, Jordan, Jesse, go. Named after myself and my co-host, Jordan Morris. Oh, Jordan, Jesse, go. But you do, I got that. I was confused because you use a logo that's like, go, dog, go, right? It is a little bit like, go, dog, go. Yeah. yeah. It's very much like, go, dog, go. I like, yeah. I like that you put your co-host in the title of the podcast. That's yeah, very, well, he's, very I put nice him before me, too. That's very yeah. nice of you. He's yeah. the it's, funny one, to be frank. It's a very giving gesture yeah. is all I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Nobody, we're kind of sucking around for nobody listens to Paul Poundstone or Adam. <laughs> Just saying, it wasn't my decision anyway. Yeah, or well, it was the question, which of these have I been doing the longest? Which well, yeah, of my shows have I been we, doing yeah, the longest? Yeah. I started doing Bullseye, which is which at the time was called The Sound of Young America when I was a I was sophomore in college. That's true. <laughs> 2003, yeah. I think. And pretty much Jordan from Jordan Jesse Go was my original co-host. I was his uh, RA. My sophomore year, his freshman year of college, and we used to do the show. Uh, we used to do the show live every week on KZSE in Santa Cruz, California. And basically, what happened is I, I graduated from school, and I thought about quitting doing the show. I was uh -huh. living in San Francisco where I grew up, and my wife, uh, then girlfriend, I said to her, "I'm thinking about quitting the show." And she looked at me kind of quietly for a while, and she said, "Well, you don't do anything else." Oh. 
Yeah, and so I kept doing it. Yeah, <laughs> she is a she it is a out. laser focus. Uh, she's really able to see <laughs> she's see incisive. right to the bottom of things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So where did you go to find? So how? What was the phrase you used to, to find the people that? You know, the truth is, I got lucky. Like I started podcasting in two thousand four. Yeah. Uh, that's not only before Serial invented podcasting, right? But before Ricky Gervais invented podcasting, previous to Serial, right? You're really the inventor of podcasts, and and I want to point out, it's also only three years after the invention of the pod. Yeah, exactly. the iPod came out in I think late two thousand one. Yeah, at the yeah. at the time at the time that I started podcasting my show, the only other podcasters were basically ham radio enthusiasts, which is to say, just like people who would be like. Oh man, we got microphones. We got I got a new microphone today. That's the subject of this week's show. People were excited about the technology of the thing. So I, I uh-huh. think the fact that I was really trying to create content put me in the top twenty podcasters right away. Right away. Mm-hmm. And I think I mostly just hung around. I don't think I'm I don't think I have any special. So you're saying insights. you've never had to go even though you had this great recommendation about how to get more listeners you've never had to do well, you know, that in those days it's funny but you you recently went on jimmy pardo's podcast i did jimmy pardo's co-host is a guy named matt belknap who you met on the show i'm sure, sure. and matt and i have known each other forever because we used to be speaking of what a jock i am uh-huh. we used to be buddies on his comedy message board a special thing.com where uh, he would write recaps of alternative comedy shows in L.A. He'd say who was on them and what happened. And, mm-hmm. and then the comics would go to get mad at him. Mm-hmm. Um, so it would be like Pat Oswalt and all these guys from the L.A. alternative comedy scene in the late 90s, early 2000s. Mr. Shoga, Paul F. Tompkins. Paul F. Tompkins, I was going to say. Uh, yeah, Scott, yeah, Scott Ackerman, another podcasting pioneer. Sure. Uh, the co-founder of Earwolf. Um, they would all go on this message board to talk about these comedy shows that were happening at these little clubs in Los Angeles. And then all these comedy dorcases like myself from around the world would go on there because it was just exciting to have a window into that. Oh, wow. And that I was knew the, about any of this. Yeah, and that was, the original, that was the original place where I started pushing The Sound of Young America in the early 2000s. It was, it was great for two things. One was promoting The Sound of Young America. And one was uh, reading something that comedian, comedy writer Dino Stamatopoulos would share that he should not have shared, uh, like the time he drank Courtney Cox's breast milk. Oh, wow. He shared that. Yeah. He shared that. Then later he deleted it. Right. Uh, sorry, Dino, by the way. <laughs> but yeah, like it was. <laughs> so he had. He, At least he didn't try to make cheese, I see. He had pretty much erased that. That's long been forgotten until today. Is until that correct? Today. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So oh, now well. there's going to be another big outcry. Oh, there probably won't be an outcry. Uh, well, we'll you know, see. in the end, of, I think we're going to find out if anybody the, listens in, to Paula Bounds. In the end, <laughs> in, in, it's a, fourteen cats are going to be like what? Courtney Cox is going to be uh, is going to be on my new chart. Um, in the end of Grapes of Wrath, Rosa mm-hmm. Sharon breastfeeds a starving man. Do you remember that? No, I, I haven't read the Grapes of Wrath. I thought you said you went to college. Yeah, when I was an American studies major. Yeah. What I wrote papers mean? about rap music. Yeah, exactly. What 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 is after all, what does Grapes of Wrath have to do with America? <laughs> <laughs> I read of mice and men. That's a boy. Oh, this is shocking to me. Shocking. <laughs> You're shocked. <laughs> well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna move. I went. Forward. I went to. I went to. Uh, what's that town? That Steinbeck, where the Steinbeck Center Monterey. is. I went to. I went to right next to Monterey in Salinas, California, once. Oh, beautiful up there. Oh, very gorgeous. Very I saw Gallagher perform. 
Okay. You know, this Had just you gone doesn't... to the next town over, there's, there's uh, you know, the, the actual Cannery Row, I believe, and there's the, but the aquarium with the otters and stuff. It's really great. I just said to you, Jesse Thorne, yeah. I just said, have you ever read Grapes of Wrath? And you said, no, but I saw Gallagher in Salinas. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's <laughs> some pretty beautiful stuff he did on that stage. And, and he smashes a, bonus, a watermelon. Point, if in this literally... day and age you buy a Gallagher ticket... He will offer you the option of breastfeeding. I got free, that is nice. I, we got free tickets to see Gallagher. He was supposed to come on the show, but canceled. But they gave us free tickets to see him. So we're like, okay, we'll go. Definitely thought Salinas was closer to Santa Cruz than it is. Uh-huh. But we drove wow, to yeah, Salinas. It's not very close. And what I remember is sitting in the crowd before the show started, um, and Jordan turned to me and he said, "Man, I hope he uses a hammer to smash stuff in this show." And then someone in front of us turned around and says, I've seen him three times. He always does that. <laughs> so your friend was just kidding? He was yes, just kidding? Of course. Yeah. Wow. The thing Gallagher's going to use a hammer. The Gallagher That's show. like if somebody had never heard me before, had never knew nothing about me, and they came here and they said, gee, I hope she has a t-shirt made of a tri-poly blend. Yeah. That's, not even a, That's so not I, even genu- I genuinely believed that uh, they, watching the Gallagher show would be like watching your beloved goofy uncle uh-huh. perform and then smash things. It turns out it's like watching your racist, homophobic, goofy uncle. Oh, yeah? Yeah, Ooh, that's boy. impossible. He has Ooh. long hair. It was so rough. Yeah, <laughs> barely made it through that thing. But he loves his fans. He loves. He does his fans love his out. fans. That's Ooh. absolutely true. Well, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna move us to the Paula sum up moment. Uh, so Jesse Thorne, thank you for advising us on how to make a better podcast. Paula, can you synthesize that and give some advice to our listeners who might want to make a podcast? I'm gonna do my best. I'm gonna ask our house band Vincent uh, to give me a little clarinet background on my summary. You want to be successful in the world of podcasting, you can make a show. And if you're on with John Hodgman, make him do most of the work. You have to find the ways to find your fans. I'll be giving out shirts at the animal shelter. If you start your own network, get a managing director, a.k.a. Bikram, and you be the creative force. Just stop by every day at an unpredictable hour and ask, can't we get a show about sponges? Or, what about if the guests give blood on air? <laughs> or, let's get the rights to a John Hodgman fragrance. We'll make a mint. Jesse Thorne is the founder and owner of the Maximum Fun Podcast Network and runs too many other things to mention in a short back announce. Thank you, Jesse, for being part of our show. What a joy it's been. Thank you guys very much for having me. The Cat of the Week is Tobias from Little Shoot, Wisconsin. Coming up next, does your toilet ever back up? Paula, I know yours does with great regularity. I've heard this from many, many people. We'll hear from Star Tomlinson, owner and CEO of The Drain Company, about how to deal with life's nastiest problem, the backed-up toilet. That's coming up after a word from Maximum Fun about another one of the great podcasts they carry. And since we have the founder and CEO of Maximum Fun on, we thought it would be a unique opportunity to have him cue up this promotion. Jesse Thorne, the microphone is yours. Thank you, Adam, and thanks for writing this introduction. You know, as titular father of Maximum Fun, I can't have any favorites among our many quality podcasts. It would be like a parent admitting to favoring one child over another. Yes, I traveled to far reaches of North Hollywood to be here tonight on Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone, and I have been willing to sacrifice a valuable two hours of my insanely overscheduled life to sit in the cramped Ray Horseman studio and appear on this particular show. For what? A few Doritos? No. 
I came here because nobody listens to Paula Poundstone is brilliantly witty. I particularly enjoy Paula's insightful advice as she investigates the world around her. And certainly, Adam Felber's fashion choices compare favorably with John Hodgman's. Oh, that's so nice of you, Jesse. But don't let the fact that I was willing to step around a urine-soaked mattress on Miranda Street, not to mention walking past an actual toilet discarded on the curb, as well as dodging a dangerous-looking hobo on the corner, don't let the fact that I was willing to endure all this to appear on Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone mislead you into thinking it's my favorite Maximum Fun podcast. <laughs> of course, I can't love any one podcast on my network more than any other. That wouldn't be fair. It would actually be inappropriate. It's just not right to have a favorite child. So as I queue up this promotion, the time has come for me to say goodbye to this little shining light of humor and wisdom. Farewell, my friends here at Ray Horseman Studio. Thank you for providing me with a burly security guard to escort me back to my car. <laughs> Let's not say goodbye. Let's say au revoir until we meet again. And now, here's a word about some other show we have on. Hi, I'm the JV Club podcast, Janet Varney, and I used to suffer from indecision. I couldn't choose between Star Wars and Star Trek, whether to call or text, or the best way to cook my eggs. But now, thanks to my weekly dose of We Got This on Maximum Fun, my decisions are made for me. Thanks, Mark and Hal. Warning, We Got This may cause shouting, phone throwing, the illusion that the hosts can hear you, laughter on public transit, and death. We Got This with Mark and Hal. We know what's best. Thank you, Vincent. Our house band is fantastic tonight. Fantastic. Yeah. Uh, Vincent Camulia. Vincent Camulia. He has brought three different uh, clarinets tonight. A regular I, clarinet, I, a piccolo, and one of those really big ones. I can't see him on the other side, so I assumed it was all coming out of the same horn. But no, 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 no. Three different, uh, well, three different things. And well, I don't think they call them horns in the world of clarinets. Do they, Vincent? They do not. They do not. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, Paula, I understand that you are trying to eat more healthily. I have been trying to eat more healthily. Yes, yes. because you know what? I, what? I I feel I hate to confess this, but uh, the double stuff Oreos that I bring here. Yes, and the Doritos. And the Doritos. Yes. When we don't finish them, I often eat them by myself throughout the week. Sometimes really? it's my main course. Because I leave this taping almost every week with a feeling of unease and sickness for having eaten double stuffed Oreos and Doritos and, and thank my stars yeah. that I'm not eating them the rest of the week. I feel gross all the time. <laughs> okay, well, then... I'm not saying it's a good thing. Uh -huh. I'm saying I need to return to a life of actual meals. Well, then you might be ready for HelloFresh. We're brought to you, in fact, tonight partly by HelloFresh. You know, I did make a meal from them one time. Yeah. And A, it was delicious. B, there was enough that I had it for dinner, and then I had it again the next day. But the great thing, see, in my house, part of the reason I eat so much junk food uh -huh. is that I'm only home half the week. Right. Because uh, um, I'm out on the road eating out of a vending machine the rest of the week. So I can't keep produce in the house. No, but, it goes bad. Right. So what happens with 
HelloFresh is that they give you a bag full of all the ingredients you need to make that one meal. Yeah, maybe I should say it's a meal kit delivery service. It delivers your favorite recipes and ingredients so you can just cook them, eat them, and enjoy them. Right, exactly. Right. And you don't have to, you know, there might be a little bit left over, I suppose, from the, the produce within. But for the main, you're, all the ingredients that you need for that one meal The amounts you need are in there, and that's the, all. It's pre-measured. It's pre-measured, and they have they actually have three plans. I don't know which one you chose, but they have all the classic ve- veggie and family. Yeah. And I don't know what that means for a vegetarian family. Yeah. Well, family is when you eat your youngest. Oh, okay. Um, but there's oh, I don't think spices. They do that. No, okay. no. I'm, all right, I'm I made pretty that sure they don't deliver um, your own family members <laughs> to you in, in meal-sized portions. Grandma <laughs> was delicious. <laughs> now, the recipes, they say, take only about 30 minutes to make. Is, it, is that your experience? It took about 30 minutes to make? Yeah. I mean, I am not a big cook. And so I you was, like not having to plan your meal, just having the whole meal delivered to you with instructions. But the other thing is I was able to do it. It wasn't something. Uh, oh, that's something. good to know because yeah. you don't even know how to turn on your broiler, I understand. Well, no, I know how to turn it on. I Well, it depends. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, listeners, you can subscribe to get delicious filling meals delivered every week for less than $10 per serving. And as we've heard from Paula, it was a big enough serving that there were leftovers. Yeah, yeah. And it was delicious. I gotta say, it was. It was genuine. What was the dish? Delicious. Was um, it some kind of pasta? I can't remember thing? the name of it, but it was yeah, it was a, a pasta with uh, you know vegetables and and sauce and the you know the spices. The, you know, there was a spice packet. There was a spice packet. I did some, uh, you know, I did some chopping and some uh, and some braising. But nothing complicated. Nothing too complicated. But you but had a fresh really food really delicious cooked in your house. Absolutely by you. I felt like a person. Fantastic. Well, for listeners, for twenty dollars off your first three boxes, for a total of sixty dollars off, visit Hello. Fresh.com slash poundstone60 and enter promo code poundstone60. That is a deal. Wow, that is some hot clarinet. Um, Paula, you know what I've wanted to ask you for a long time, and I finally built up the nerve to do it. Um, how's your toilet doing? You know what? I'm glad you asked. My toilet. Makes a gurgling noise. Like, at least once a month, it starts to make a gurgling sound. Okay. And about and about two days later, it just refuses to respond to the handle. You mean it doesn't say anything? or It just won't. You push it, and it just it and makes do- a louder draining sound, but it does not. So, you, so the gurgle is like the death rattle of your toilet. Yeah, exactly. The gurgle. And you got two days, and yeah. then it backs up, and then what do you do? Well, uh, then I have to call my landlord. And your landlord... Uh... My landlord actually said to me one time, I think I called her on like a Saturday, and I said that this, you know, the toilet wasn't working, and she said, well, we'll get someone out there on Monday. Oh, and yeah. She, and no, she you said, can't do that. And I was like, yeah. And she goes, well, don't you have neighbors? You know like, what it is? I think your landlord is what uh, scientists call cheap. Yeah, And well, I think plumbers be. tend to call to cost more on weekends. Yeah, yeah, I think they do. Because I think it's yeah. an emergency situation on weekends. Yeah. So, so what is it you want to know? It, well, I want to know all things plumbing, but I want to know how does it even work? What do you mean, how does it even work? Does it have something to do with gravity? When you put in plumbing, are you attaching up to the plumbing that's already been? Like, well, aren't, dep- aren't you hooking up to someone else, to, like, am, everybody's plumbing? Sort of, yeah. Well, you're tying yourself into the water supply that the rest of the city is. The that's what I water meant, supply. yeah. yeah. And yeah. as I understand it, because I'm going to try to save our guest a little bit of time here. Yeah. As I understand it, uh, your municipal water supply is sending water down its pipes uh, under pressure. 
Oh, under pressure. Yes, exactly. So that when you open a tap, it's not so much, um, and she's nodding, so I'm feeling great about this. It's not so much that there's suction pulling it out or anything. It's just that the, it's already pressurized inside the pipes, and you when you well, open it's a pressurized. tap. pressurized. Yeah. Oh, like an airplane. Like, well, pressure is also a concept that, uh, no. No, like, it, okay, so it, do you remember the movie Airport? Airport. Yeah, not airplane. I'm, airport. I'm aware that that movie okay, happened. So yeah. when the side of the plane got a hole blown in it, people right. were sucked out of there. Right. They could be sucked right out the window. So there's pressure inside the. That's pipes. also that's also a manifestation of the physical phenomenon. No, it's pressure. Then okay. Yes. In that so, way, yes. When I turn on my faucet, if it's yeah. not hooked up properly, yeah. I could be sucked right up the spigot. Is that correct? Absolutely not correct. All right. Well, thank goodness we have an expert. Yes, we do. You, and let's you're get. You're not to, making any sense. Get to that. Star Tomlinson is the owner and CEO of The Drain Company, a plumbing company her grandfather started in 1969. Please welcome Star Tomlinson. Hello there, hello there. Welcome, hey. Star. You're under the hot interrogation lights tonight. I, I feel that. I don't that. know how that happened. Here at Ray Horseman <laughs> Studios, sometimes the lights get focused in weird ways, and uh, yeah. if you want to shift over, you're welcome It's not to. enough pressure already, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, let's, let's get to that. Speaking of pressure, did right. you hear Adam's lame-o explanation of how- It was pretty darn good. It was? It was. Okay. <laughs> really? Did that explain the whole thing? But So am I right about the- pr- It's the same kind of pressure as on an airplane? No. 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 Well, it's no. pressure. I mean, it's pressure. It's just not air pressure. It's water pressure. It's water yeah, pressure. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. Okay. All right. Well, you're the expert if you say so. I, I believe you. So when you turn on the spigot, why does the water come out? Because the pressure that is, is connected to the municipal water supply. Okay, great. There is one thing that between the, the water pressure and your home, though, is called the regulator. The regulator. That regulates how fast the water comes in or out. Oh, uh-huh. so the, so you could actually, if you feel like you're not getting enough pressure from your sink or your or your shower, you can actually find that regulator thing and make it make the pressure higher. Exactly. Or if you're having lots of leaks in the house, like your faucet's starting to leak, then you know that the pressure's too high. Oh, okay. Oh, so I didn't realize that. that. Yeah. Uh huh. Okay. Yeah. You know what usually turns out to be the problem at our house is the tree roots growing through my pipes and so they do a thing called snaking it correct or yeah. rooting that's what that's what rooters do that's where the word comes from have okay. they put a camera down there to see that they're actually roots uh i don't know if they put a camera down there what we did uh we didn't make a film um but uh we put a director down there a very little director a tiny director and uh in the pipes and we did a play what play uh a play about the drain and did that clear it up uh, it showed what was happening. Well, it's nice. characters. Mm-hmm. One guy played a root, a tree root. Mm-hmm. So they snake it. That's what they told me they did. They put yeah. it. They yeah. snaked it. Yeah. It's very loud. So what can Paula do when the gurgling starts? Well, the gurgling is the noise that's getting ready to something's backing up. You could check the kind of toilet paper that you're using. You could check. Right now I'm using bamboo. Well, that well, might stop the line too, you know, bamboo. Not a whole bamboo. <laughs> I'm using, I'm using. Uh, it's a toilet paper made from bamboo. So yeah. is it a house? It's a house. Okay. Yeah. So 
part of the problem too is low flush toilets are a big problem. Oh yeah, we do have low flush toilets because yeah. we want to conserve water. So water is what you need to take the waste to where it's supposed to go. So yeah. if it's not getting flushed enough, uh-huh. you're going to have stoppages. It doesn't get to go all the way down to where it's supposed to go. It stops. You flush again. It goes a little bit further, but doesn't oh, go all I the see. way down. Yeah. Next thing you know, they, they, you're Next putting you more know, bamboo down there, and it. it's just a. The... I have a terrible <laughs> confession to make. Many years ago, when my kids were—I don't know—one of the first babies I ever had. I used to put the wipes in the toilet because oh, I didn't know you weren't supposed to. Worst. And so one day, I think I was actually in the bathroom. I don't think I was using it, but I was in the bathroom while the plumbers were outside and they had found this busted pipe and all these all these wipes were out there. And the guy actually said to me, don't put anything stupid down the toilet. And I thought, well, I don't think I could get you to climb in there, sir. <laughs> oh, man. I didn't well, say it out loud. Yeah, but you were thinking it. I did think that it. Would have been a, that I would have been quite yeah. a snap. I don't think it would have helped. Well, you know, the, the problem is those packaging say it's flushable. Right. So people say they're flushable. Precisely. But, but they're not biodegradable, so they're technically not flushable. Yeah. Because they, if they get stuck, they're just going to be there. They 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 congregate in the line and cause you all, all sorts of problems. Yeah, they're having a meeting yeah. in there. Kleenex, and all of a sudden they blew out. Kleenex is not allowed to go down there either. I Kleenex. didn't know that. Yeah, Kleenex is not biodegradable as but well. But it seems to be I made had... of the same stuff that your bathroom tissue is. It's not really. Wow, oh. what's Kleenex made of? It's more fibrous, more, t- oh. if you, it's like, wow. it's, it's harder to, to break down. Oh, yeah, because yeah, I do take No, no, when dough. I used to work as a uh, sunglass uh, technician, yeah, <laughs> which means I sold sunglasses at a sunglass hut in Newport, New Jersey. Newport yeah, but Center you were Mall. in charge of the whole hut, weren't oh, you? Oh, yeah, the whole hut, and the one at South Street Seaport. Um, I had to educate people not to uh, clean their glasses with Kleenex, mm-hmm. because it's made of it's wood. wood fibers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'll, it'll, oh, it'll scratch your glasses. I didn't know that. Yeah, Kleenex, that stuff will kill you. Wow. And I've been- We should f- say tissue, just to be safe. I've been flushing my sunglasses. <laughs> You've been what? Flushing my sunglasses. Now, how smart is that? Star? Yeah, that gets stuck down there. You the... know, we've had to fish out some sunglasses from time to time. What's the is that weirdest true? thing you've had to pull out of a drain? <laughs> I get this question so often. Really? I, I told Tony the story. Do I tell the story? Go ahead. Yeah, because so few people live in Tony. Right. <laughs> it's so funny. So. One of the demographics we're going after, though. Yeah, like people living in Tony's house. She will listen to us someday. Yeah. Back in the day, probably about 18 years ago, we were training this young guy. It happens to me. His name was Tony. Uh-huh. And it was his first day on the job, first day on the job by himself after uh-huh. training. was going out. This his first call he gets. He goes, <laughs> I'm probably going to be a little laughing. He um, opens the door and there's this great big guy standing at the door going, hurry up, come on, before my wife gets home. I'm like, he's like, what? What's going on? And he takes him to the bathroom and there was a big dildo stuck in the toilet. A big one. Wow. A big one. Uh-huh. A big one. <laughs> yeah, the little the ones don't And he's stick. like, please hurry before my wife gets home. And like, Tony, poor guy, puts on his gloves. He starts going in there and he grabs the, he grabs the dildo and with his wet gloves, it flips and flips and f- flies all over the bounces off the wall and it's bouncing off the toilet and the guy and the guy's mortified of course you know well what? yeah that's not a good mo- moment for anybody really Tony is telling us a story and I'm telling you to this day I, I can't I can't <laughs> you can't what you can't, you can't... I can't she I can't use a dildo because <laughs> <laughs> now you know where they've been yeah because she just feels like you never know where those things have been yeah. hey, I, you know have you by the way and Adam have, and I have had a dispute about this I say that there's a lot of times where real snakes, not the tool, but like a snake, a, an asp, uh, is comes up through the toilet. How often does that happen? My my feeling is that that's. It depends rare. on where you live. I read okay. about it a lot. 
Yeah, I read I've seen I... pictures of snakes in toilets, but... <laughs> yeah. How about around here in Los Angeles? Do you, how common is Are that? Are we talking about the actual reptile? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, what else would we... Yes. I'm yes. just kidding. No, not, not, yeah. not, the, uh, not the one that happened to Tony on his first day. That's yeah. different. It doesn't happen that often. But it has happened, for yeah. sure. I mean, listen, if it happens once, it's yeah, too many times. I agree. How Even would the they snake? get in there? They can go in through the, the sewer system. They go in through the sewer yeah, go, system. Yeah, they don't, they don't go, unless it's a pet that's, you know, found its way to some water in the toilet. But it can come through the sewer system. Oh, my God. It's such but an you, atrocious idea. So have you ever, do you do a training for that? Like when your guy, Tony, first started, <laughs> do you do it? Do you do like a safety training for what if there's a snake in the toilet? I have to say, I'll have to add that to the manual because that is not in there. Well, well you thing? don't have to add it to the manual because no, it's do. rare. It's scary, yeah. but it's rare. No, but it, once. You want your people to be ready. I don't think it's happened in California. Oh, it has. No, no you don't, don't know you, that. Yeah, don't you remember that Brady Bunch episode <laughs> where... Right. Marsha got bitten in the ass. Don't you remember that? That's absolutely not a Brady Bunch episode. It no, was. I, and they lived in California. And it's. Well, it's, they, we, they the never really specified go, where they the, live. The teeth, uh, they are not regular teeth. It's a tooth that goes towards the snake. Like an intern tooth. Yeah, exactly. And that was an episode of the Brady Bunch. Yes. Where they were examining Marsha's ass. And they they, the bite pattern they did reflected it privately. It. I mean, yes. they don't show it. I just can't. I can't imagine that that was an episode of the Brady Bunch. It was, and Greg and Peter rushed to her. Now, aid. if our listeners are out there and they want to uh, to, descri- to give us the title of that episode, feel free to. Uh, it was an excellent episode because it really brought the family closer together. <laughs> Surely, was it Marsha, Marsha, Marsha? Yeah, Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. You're was, bleeding. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. <laughs> Oh um, my yeah, Lord. and I'm after sure that, like, not... Cindy's lisp used to scare oh. the hell out of Marsha after that. <laughs> right, because Marsha would think that Cindy yeah, was the snake. Yeah. Cindy was just in the other room. <laughs> Marsha. I'm having trouble understanding why we even brought the Brady Bunch into this. But, because uh, there's a little room for the Brady Bunch in everything you talk about. That's right. All right. Now, you mentioned the manual. What else is in the manual? What do you have to train your people on? Do you do any of the training yourself? I do not. Do you write the just manual? Just the paperwork. Just the paperwork. You just do the paperwork. Yeah. What do you mean the paperwork? Well, well, there's three things that my guys need to know, right? Three okay. things that your three guys need to know. Sure. What the hell to do when there's a snake in the toilet? <laughs> no, that's not one of them. What else? And what else? It's just a funny, it's a payday's on Friday. Okay. They need to know there's payday on Friday. Shit rolls downhill and don't bite your fingernails. Shit rolls oh, downhill and don't great. bite your fingernails. Right. Fantastic. So that's in a manual? <laughs> no, but it's like the first. It's, it's, it's training 101. It's, oh, it's, I see. It's, it's, it's basic training. It's an training. oral tradition, I would say. Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever had an employee work for you and they go on a job and it turns out they're doing it the other company way and not your way? It's happened, of course. And then we just we bring them, reel them in and retrain them. Yeah, you know? reel I mean, them in. Um, our, our way is just this. We don't upsell. We don't you go don't in upsell. there. And, what does that mean? We don't well, go in there. The plumber comes to your house and he says, well, you could do this the cheap way or you could do this the right way. So it's like copper. <laughs> like from Moonstruck. Copper. You don't remember that from Moonstruck? Jesus, if you guys aren't going to do your viewing, I don't know how I can help you. If you're not going to make a reference of something that's happened in the last 15 years, I don't know what we're going to do. <laughs> we the Brady Bunch and Moonstruck. Everybody and, and... remembers, and the Thornbirds. People remember these things. Okay, so they don't come in and say that you can do something that you don't need done. Is Correct. that right? Exactly. Yeah. Are you sure they're not doing that? I'm positive. Uh-huh. So they'll say stuff like, well... We could snake it, but we don't have to. 
What? <laughs> well, let's talk about Paula's you particular problem. You could just problem. listen to that gurgling it, sound it's, it's and poop at your neighbors for a week. So on Paula's behalf, I want to ask two practical questions. Number one, when the gurgling starts, what should she do? Well, if the plunging with your plumber's helper, if it's not working. Because I do plunge. Right. Never once has it worked. Because the stoppage is probably further down the line than the plunger can get to. Yeah, yeah. and I'm not going in there. There's snakes. Yeah, yeah, no, there's not. The only way to really determine what's going on is to put the camera down there to find out what's going on. Right. Then you can go to the, the next step. It could be that it's old pipes and the paper is getting caught, you know, caught onto the pipe, or it could be misusing of the facility as well. What do you God mean, knows misusing what Paula does in there. of the facility. <laughs> You I could think be I, misusing it. I'm not misusing well, my facilities. Well, baby wipes. You could be doing anything. I don't think you, know, you would be misusing it whatsoever. No, you think other people, people sneaking into yes. my house. and yeah. re- There's only Wendell who works for me. I, yeah, I don't, but who knows what he gets up to? Yeah. Yeah. And of course, there's the cats. Well, you say you use bamboo toilet paper. I, I do I'm use not, bamboo toilet paper. I'm not familiar paper. with that. Uh, it's, a, it's, you know, it's a bamboo. I don't know how they make paper out of it, but it is made of, it says it right on it. And the thing about bamboo is it grows... You might want to change the paper and see if that makes a difference. Yeah, you might well, want to I've change the paper. Well, I've used a variety. It hasn't always been the bamboo. I've okay. only recently <laughs> discovered that. Uh, I began using it while I was on Gilligan's Island. <laughs> what? Yeah, when I was on Gilligan's Island, we were stuck. What happened is I had been on a tour, a, a three-hour tour. Yeah, no, no, no. I, I, I know. And, and thank you for bringing this up to date with your references. <laughs> 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 we gotta, we, we gotta go after that sixty-year-old demographic. We're gonna get them someday yeah, too. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we gotta head if out to uh, to the podcast. I'll tell you that. Yeah. So, um, uh, so when do you need to call a plumber, and when can you do it yourself? Are there any like do-it-yourself things that you can tell us that would not put you out of business, but save us a call? Well, I, you know, I'm, I'm a firm believer of maintenance. Maintenance in your drains is is the best policy. Maintenance so in your drains. Maintenance in it. Pro, pro, being proactive. Proactive. So. Just you they get up in the morning and you say, let's have a drain person come we'll just today. make it a drain day. You know, yeah. And what do you do drains. on a drain day? Vinegar and baking soda is like Vinegar the- and baking soda. Wait a minute. Yes. Vinegar and baking soda. Yeah. There was a Brady Bunch episode where <laughs> Peter made the volcano. There exactly. is, that, that is That is in exactly. fact a valid Brady Bunch reference. Thank right. you very much. It was, <laughs> but it's also a Brady Bunch It was reference. about two weeks after Marcia was bitten in the ass by a snake. It, which never was, happened. You want to make sure you put the baking soda in first and then the vinegar. So you put in some baking soda in the drain and then pour in some vinegar and it- and it bubbles around in it there? It creates all the bubbling, and it, it starts to clean the pipes. And then you want to follow it up with boiling hot water to flush everything through. Oh, my God. Wow. So it's you should amazing. do that regularly? Either that or just heat your pee. And nobody thinks that. <laughs> you know what you do? When you, you have pee? Yeah. When you have a really bad fever, like during flu season, right. just try to pee at home as much as you possibly can. I am you, certain that's not going to help your pipes. Yeah, because you would- Of any kind. No, because your body would be- My son was 103.6 once. Which is only six degrees above normal temperature. It's and hot. It's, yeah, but not, not in a way that's going to help the pipes. Back me up, Star. Hot pee. How often do they recommend that? And your well, all pee is a little bit warm. Exactly. So Thank you very much. So you pour, you pour the vinegar. No, the ba- baking soda. Baking first. soda first, then the baking vinegar. soda first, and then the vinegar. Yeah, it's on. That- it's on my website. Okay. Oh, and is then, it? Then you leave have... it in there for a little bit. Then boil some water. Yes. And pour the water in after it. Yeah. Uh, okay. I and how it. often do you do that? It really depends on your drains, but it could be once a quarter. Okay. It could be once a month. Once a quarter, quarter, meaning every quarter three of months. a year? Every three yeah, months. Yeah, every, th- every three months. Every three months. Mm-hmm. Boy, you did that math right in your head. Uh, 
I want you listeners to know there's no scratch pad. There's no calculator. No, no, Star just did that. She just figured out what a quarter of a year is. Um, and we do. We have ficus trees where we uh, live, which is what keeps going through the pipes. I think. Oh, so you know the pipes problem? It's the ficus trees. Is that well, a, a lot thing? of times? Because Star was nodding is. like ficus trees. Yeah, ficus trees right away. Oh, ficus trees are the worst. It was They're... like saying the Joker to Batman. She right yeah, no, away. She, was she like, flinched. Yeah. Yeah. Ficus oh, trees. about the ficus tree. Yeah. <laughs> Anything but the ficus tree. <laughs> so are. ficus trees, is it because they have very active root They're systems? They're very tenacious. They oh. want water. They want water. They will, they will, and trees will travel several blocks to find water. Wow. Trees don't yeah. travel. No, the roots, roots, sorry. Oh. Roots. That's, not... <laughs> That's <right>. absurd. <laughs> yeah. The roots so, travel. Has that happened to you? Where you go to park your car and you're like, shit, that tree wasn't there a few minutes ago. <laughs> following the plumbing trucks yeah. to find out where the available water is. Water! That's a great Water! Idea. That would be terrible. Yeah. That, you know what you have out there? That, I know a lot about trees. I'm an arborist. Uh, You're not. You got a talking elm right outside your house. That's what a that t- is. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'm an arborist. I have a background You've in performed trees. performed at tree people, I think, right? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But that doesn't make you an arborist. Well, close. Yeah. Very not, close. Not, not, well. Talking elm. That's a problem. It's not. Uh, Talking, talking, traveling elm. Wow. Okay, so they're hungry for water or thirsty for water, and so they will. Their roots will gravitate towards the source of the water, and that is often a. Do they know to go into the pipe? <laughs> There's water there. They're going in the pipe. They're exploring, and, they're, <laughs> yeah. and, and you know there might be condensation. That's such a creepy idea. That roots are like feeling but around. But they are. They're just doing they it real are. slow. That's exactly they're, what they're, they're doing. Feeling around, like touching your face and stuff, and they're yeah. spitting there. What do you got? Some saliva in there. Like, <laughs> yes. Oh my god. So I sleep on the floor, and now I'm afraid to. Well, you'd have I'm to wake up in the morning long... with ficus roots on my cheeks. It would take a long time. You would have to sleep for a very long time for ficus root to find its way into your house and into your mouth. Well, I can't sleep for that long because on Tuesday mornings at 9.30, You've got that appointment. appointment. Absolutely. You've got to be ready for that. A, it's not therapy. <laughs> All right. Well, um, thank you, Star, for unclogging our questions about plumbing. Paula, given this fount of knowledge you now have, what advice do you have for our listeners when it comes to plumbing problems? Hey, Vincent Camulia, our house band, could I have a little bit of uh, of clarinet music behind my my summary of plumbing? Perfect. There's pressure in your pipes, particularly during finals week. Kleenex, bamboo, and large dildos do not flush. Every quarter of the year, which is three months... You should pour baking soda, vinegar, and boiling water down your sink. You could also put Betty Crocker Devil's food cake mix and eggs in your tub, but why? The best way to find out what's going on with your troubled plumbing is to put a camera down the pipe. It makes for riveting viewing. Many directors have done some of their best work for the drain company. The reviews are in. I was on the edge of my seat. You could almost feel the pressure. One of the darkest films of Spielberg's career. Star Tomlinson is the owner and CEO of The Drain Company. Thank you for being on our show. Well, while we take a break to uh, sample the immaculate plumbing here at Ray Horseman Studios, let's check out this great Maximum Fun podcast. This holiday season, we're flooding the Max Fun store with our biggest ever new product launch. 17 brand new items from some of your favorite shows. I bet you know someone who needs a new shirt or mug, maybe a hoodie. Cozy up in a pair of Max Fun logo socks or keep the sun out of your eyes with a rocket dad hat. 
there is literally no better holiday gift for the Max Fun fan in your life than some new gear. And hey, pick yourself up a little something too. You deserve it. Check it all out at MaxFunStore.com. That's MaxFunStore.com. Thank you, house band Vincent Camulia. Paula, you're always on the road. It's a thing you do. Where are you headed off to in the coming weeks? Well, there are still some tickets available for the first show in Annapolis, Maryland at Ram's Head on stage, but they've added a second show on the same night. Well, how much sense does that make? No. Uh, that's, yeah. Given your propensity to run long, I can't imagine that's actually going to happen, but oh. okay. Oh, no. Yeah. No, I've done two shows at, at the Ram's Head before. Oh, you have? It worked yeah. out nice? Yeah, it works out. Yeah, it's great. Okay. The thing is, it's a very small venue, so it's very, it's very intimate. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, so that's December 15th, Ram's okay. Head on stage, Annapolis, Maryland, two shows. And on New Year's Eve, I'll be in San Francisco, backed by popular demand. And by the way, that's my demand. For the fourth time, but I your believe demand is popular. Now, I'll be at the Norse Theater. The I'm, Norse. Ins- I'm insisting on it. I'm demanding it. The Norse Theater, and you got it, indeed. Now, if you want to get more information about Paula's touring dates, check out her website, www.paulapoundstone.com. And, you know, you can also follow me and Adam on Twitter. And you can follow me on Instagram. I, I, I still don't know how to use it. Um, I think I've posted things. It's very tough for me to tell. I have seen it. You have posted Have things. I posted yeah, things? Yeah, you should follow me at some point. I'm on Instagram, too. Now, if you like the show, post a review on Apple. Something like, I love your show, and it's a shame that Adam Felber doesn't get the recognition he deserves. Or, I think Jesse Thorne actually loves your show the best. Stuff like that would be great reviews. Yeah, yeah. yeah. These are not uh, partial in any way. No. Yeah. No, I was just reading the copy that Ken Lezebnik wrote, to be honest with you. I yeah. had nothing to do with that. Yeah. No. Although I do think that those sound like very good reviews to those write. Those would be great reviews. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. They don't all have to say, Adam's on the show, too. <laughs> <laughs> See, I, don't, I like I, stuff like, Poundstone's never been better. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, uh, by the way, yes? um, if you have a question for me, email it to nobody listens to Paula Poundstone at gmail.com. That's where you can send your theme songs too. Find us on Facebook at Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone. Well, this show is about to go down the drain, but fortunately our pipes are clear. Nobody listens to Paula Poundstone is hosted by Paula Poundstone and yours truly, Adam Alfonso Felber. Produced by Paula Poundstone, Adam Felber, Bonnie Burns, Ken Lezebnik, and Tony Anita Ho. Technical direction at Ray Horseman Studios by guest technical director Ricardo Nunez. Special thanks to tonight's house band clarinetist Vincent Camulia. Thanks again to our guests Jesse Thorne and Star Tomlinson. Our head of security is Jonah Knuckles Glickman and I hope to God Jesse Thorne got back to his car safely. That's our show for tonight. Won't somebody please listen to me? Maximumfun.org Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.